The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Good to be back behind the microphone. Hope you had a good weekend. Jazz didn't necessarily have a good weekend, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next hour. We'll get to we'll take a little bit deeper dive on what's going on in the NBA in the five o'clock hour. Yes, we are going two hours again. We started on Friday, but we've uh, we've re-upped for the two hours, uh, a full two-hour show here on the Full Court Press on one hundred six point nine FM, thirteen ninety AM. And streaming along the web at 1069thefan.com. But uh, appreciate you being along with us. A lot of different things to discuss with what's going on in Major League Baseball. Uh, another team affected with more cases. Uh, more games suspended. And something I'm really, really sad about, the Field of Dreams game has been postponed until next year. Yeah, has I'm to, really has sad it. about yeah, that. Yeah, that sucks. I was actually really excited about that too. I forgot about that game actually until you just said that. Yeah, it's coming. It was scheduled for a couple of weeks. It was going to be originally the White Sox and the Yankees, and then the way that the schedules had to be reworked, it was going to be the White Sox against the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals are having a real issue right now with coronavirus, uh, so it's uh, it's been pushed off to next year, which is too bad because they put a lot of work. I, I saw a time lapse video of the work that has gone on. For that field, I mean, the way that they've had to plant the the corn, the way they had to put in lights and foul pole lines, Don't, dude, and it's just breaking my heart. Risers, not like a, a makeshift clubhouse for each team. Oh man, and it's just hey, uh, they put it on hold for next year. It sucks. Uh, Dan Clayton of Salt City Hoops and ESPN.com will be joining us. Oh, cheers. Uh, we'll be joining us at five. Dude, it's been a hell of a day. Uh, joining us at 5.30 to talk Utah Jazz basketball, recap that Oklahoma City blowout loss, um, and get ready for a much, much tougher test in Oklahoma City, that being LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the LA Lakers. Uh, and we'll, uh, at 5 o'clock hour, we'll talk all things NBA, too, as we get ready for the Jazz. Lakers tonight, 7 o'clock on this very station. We'll hear David Locke and uh, Ron Boone, and then uh, ESPN will have the broadcast. And if I'm not mistaken... Is I think it's Mike Breen tonight, actually, uh, calling the game. Oh, really? I think it's Mike Breen tonight. I could be wrong, but I believe, if I remember, I heard Mike Breen say he was going to be calling that game. So, uh, if that's the case, that'd be great. I love I love Mike Breen. He does a great job. Him and Jeff Van Gundy and uh, even Mark Jackson, I thought were really good over the weekend. So, can't Which wait is to- weird, because I never really liked Mark Jackson. Yeah, no kidding. I just thought the analysis was really good throughout the weekend, I, especially the... Uh, the Rockets uh, Bucks game, which was just, I mean, and by the way, can I just get this out of the way? Um, the basketball in Florida inside this bubble has been freaking tremendous. <laughs> it has been so good. Well, if you like offense, yeah, if you like offense, if you like defense, it's been it's, it's been, been tragic. Horrible. But well, you know, you say that, but then you watch what the Rockets did in the second half of the fourth quarter. Well, and it was just lock him down mode. Uh, it's a great point. The, the Rockets do not get credit for how they do things defensively, no. but they actually have one of the best defensive ratings in the clutch. And then, like, and you so they really dial it up. And the way they've they've come back from in, in both of their games. And then you talked a little bit about the Orlando Magic. Boy, they put another whipping on yesterday. Their offense has just taken a. <laughs> some kind of a booster to them and have uh, shot up through the, uh, I mean, the galaxy. This, like The numbers they're putting up is just out of this world. It's it's nuts. I don't know where it came from. I'm still like, you look at their first half of the season numbers and you think, man, this team can even hit the broadside of a barn if they're wide open. And then all of a sudden, they can't miss. They can't freaking miss from anywhere. And they uh, they put up another uh, barn burner last night. Orlando Magic's coming around at the right time. Yeah, but they lost a key contributor uh, oh, that sucked. That uh, injury was so ugly, too. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I can't think of his name. He, uh, MCL, yeah, he was. Yeah, torn. I mean, completely, too. And he's he's absolutely positively done. So that sucks. But yeah, we'll get into more NBA talk. I, I can't wait to get that with you, Eric. Um, be good stuff. And again, Dan Clayton at 530 with us. It's so excited to have him. I love Dan. Um, and he's been he's been really waiting to get on the show. So this will be good. There's been some real surprises in the bubble. 
for for good, bad, or other. <laughs> uh, the, so uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to break that down with him uh, coming up next hour. Stay tuned for that, and feel free to to chime in. We'd love to get the texts from you if you want to weigh in on what you've observed over the weekend or agree or disagree with what we're talking about. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. That's 435-339-0321 if you want to text into the show and uh, let us know about your observations from uh, the Jazz game or what's going on in Major League Baseball, what's going on with college football. We've got a lot of, of issues and topics to discuss today. Um, Ajit, let's let's get into baseball uh, a little bit for the, the early on here. This is I, I really feel bad how this is kind of unfolding. We we suspected it was going to get worse before it got better, and it is. Unfortunately, it's not just limited to the Miami Marlins franchise. Now the coronavirus is sweeping through the St. Louis Cardinals and their clubhouse. Um, that was one of our pick six items. Uh, you know how many players would would be uh, how many more cases in Major League Baseball That's through the so, weekend? We should be ashamed of ourselves <laughs> right s- now. We set the line at one and a half. There were actually four new ones after we got off the air. So I feel I feel bad, um, and there's again it just puts more question about can Major League Baseball still pull this off? And when uh, when Rob Manfred came out the other day and said we've got to do better, the players need to do better. All these players are like really upset with Rob Manfred with what he's saying. But yeah. look what the look what the Miami Marlins were doing. They were not really following the protocols. Yeah. I have no problem with what Rob Manfred said. I get it that the some players are trying their hardest and they're doing their best, and they're 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 the ones that are taking the risk. They're out there exposing potentially exposing themselves to these uh, to to these threats of getting the virus. But if you're not going to follow the protocols that the Major League Baseball has tried to put together, <laughs> what can you do? Yeah, I mean, and that's, you you can't be free of criticism. Yeah, and and, and, you, and nor should you expect to be. When you go out and do something stupid, it's not going to be like, "Hey, way to go, buddy!" You know what? It's okay. You're going to try better next time, and we're going to do really good. No, it's you, idiot, dude. I gave you certain restrictions, certain demands, and certain instructions to not, you know, to follow, so we don't have to have this issue. So, what does Miami do? They go and be Miami. And all of a sudden, now, and like you, like you said, it's just sweeping across the league. Uh, tonight's game, what, which game was canceled tonight again, Eric? Cardinals and who? You remember? Uh, Not see, Brewers. Uh, Tigers. Tigers, okay. Yep. Just The whole series horrible. has been postponed. Horrible. Uh, Derek Jeter, who has a prominent position with the Marlins, um, had a few comments about what's going on and says uh, it's, been, uh, it's been a real wake-up call. Hopefully, you know, this has been a wake-up call for everyone, not only on our team, but uh, in the rest of baseball and sports in general. What do you mean, not just on your team, dude? You're the only team that was really breaking the rules in the first place. Don't blame it on everybody else. Uh, He also says that uh, we can't make any more mistakes. Guys have been going through three weeks of spring training, maybe four weeks, and everyone had tested negative. They're all together, and they had a false sense of security. So, So they let their guard down. And look, as, as an organization, we have to pay the price, uh, bottom line. And, um, you know, moving forward, obviously MLB is up for protocols and they made some changes to the protocols and we have as well. Um, and, and we just can't make any mistakes. Amen to that. I, I hope it is a wake-up call that they take it more seriously, that when they are not at the ballpark, or even when they are at the ballpark, you follow things it do things a little bit better than what you've you've been doing for some of them, but especially when you leave the ballpark um, to get to the next destination, to get to the next venue, and uh, follow the protocols so that it doesn't spread. Because um, we want a baseball season. I hope it works. Uh, it, there's cases teams are doing the right thing and and they're they aren't having any problems. And we love to watch baseball. And it could be a really interesting season with being so short. I think it's going to be such a, a more wide-open field when it comes to the postseason. But, man, if 
if more teams start having it sweep it spread through their through their clubhouse, I don't know, AJ. Teams just say that will there just be chunks of of the season for some teams that are just lost and you can't make them up, and everybody else just plows on ahead. Well, I I think the key is that. <laughs> If you can get this down on lock and key and people can get back on track and follow the instructions that they were given, then we're going to be able to have baseball. But right now, the way things are, I, Eric, I don't see how we get out of it, how we can have a 60-game season. If teams and players are continued to be impacted by the coronavirus and test positive and we have games canceled, you can only play so many doubleheaders. You had a schedule lined up that was supposed to be done by here so you guys can go out and finish up your playoffs and get to the World Series in time. I don't even know if we get through that. I don't even know if we get to that. It's just not a good situation. MLB is, and and I don't know if it's more of the MLB or if it is the fact they're not playing in a bubble, right? I mean, the whole bubble thing really does make a difference, all uh, NBA and uh, NHL. Well, I mean, I just—I think we're asking too much without a bubble. Maybe basketball or football. I think you're you're probably right because this whole thing is about managing risk, and it's not about necessarily about eliminating the any chances of of getting the coronavirus because that's still very high. But if you can, or eliminating risk, I should say, it's not about eliminating risk; it's about managing risk. And if you're going to be putting players on a plane and flying them all over the country, the risk is still high. It's different hotels, different travel, different food vendors. Uh, I mean, there's so many different ways that the players could still get access or be exposed to this coronavirus. If you're in an isolated area and you're really limiting uh, or limiting who's coming in and out of that area, it's much easier to, uh, to to keep a lid on it. NHL has been the perfect example. They have done a great job of managing it. Uh, the NBA has done a pretty good job. Some players have been leaving, though, and they've been having to uh, isolate when they get back. But here's the thing. Is that but when they still, leave, they the coronavirus come back, has not entered that bubble. Well, and when they leave, they come back, they do exactly what they're supposed to do. They're being held... Uh, they're being held accountable when they come back. Okay, get you in the bubble, quarantine when you're supposed to for as long as you need to, and then let's get you back on the court. There's a system that is in place that is being ran well. In baseball, there's no system. Yeah, you, you got guys going to bars, doing whatever, who knows where with heaven knows who. <laughs> I mean, and it's just out of control. Just to go get some good wings, right? Wink, wink. Okay, no, stop. See, even Patrick Beverly's situation, I felt like was still handled well. They didn't get investigation. They found out where it was. They found out the details they needed to, and there, he's quarantining. Bingo. Bada-boom, bada-beam. Let's move on. They're at least having it under control, even with the guys who are just as psychotic as Patrick Beverly. Still, though, the MLB can't get it figured out. And I'm, I'm with Rob Manfred. If players can't obey rules, and we talked about this on Friday, if players can't obey the rules, then why are we having a baseball season? Why are we even trying? Well, this is why I'm a little baffled as to why players are so furious by that comment. Um, let me see if I can find it. Jeff Passan says that the, the players um, players were really upset. Uh, or, or was it... Uh, <laughs> I've seen so many different things this afternoon. Maybe it was... Um, one of the other beat writers for uh, that covers Major League Baseball. Now all of a sudden I can't find it. it Buster only. Uh, here he is saying that the, the players were furious with uh, Rob Manfred's comments. Players were furious because as part of his statement to our Carl Ravage, he mentioned the players have to do better and that really angered the players. They felt like he was finger-pointing. John Lester of the Cubs, for example, responded, paraphrasing here, saying, hey, we're the ones who are taking the risk. And really, it's because it doesn't help with all the other drama that's been going on with Major League Baseball leading up to the regular season. And that's, Buster only continues, that there's this, there's an undercurrent of distrust that's already flowing throughout Major League Baseball. 
I can tell you behind the scenes, Major League Baseball Player Association, conversations all the time, they're working together. But this undercurrent of distrust and suspicion has been there all throughout this process, so different than the NBA. It started way before the season even got started. And it, frankly, it's been brewing before the coronavirus even. So, I uh, love the game, but they've got to fundamentally fix some things with how they deal with each other, the players and the owners. Uh, but at the same time, you know, owner, the, the players got to keep each other in check. Uh, if they want to be able to complete the season and not feel like they're getting the fingers pointed at them, then follow the, follow the guidelines. Do what they've asked you to do. You'll be able to play. You'll be able to stay healthy. You won't be able to. You won't have to bring it home to your family. You won't put others at risk. They've made it pretty clear. Just follow the protocols. Yeah. Again, the instructions are written on the wall. They're in a handbook. They're right there in front of your face. Follow the protocol or don't play. And right now, we are honestly on track to not have baseball finish out. That's where we are at. What? Foff. Do you follow Foff on uh, on the Twitter? No. Uh, Major League Baseball basically got out of the first inning of this season okay, but has since given up eight runs without recording an out yet in the second. <laughs> that pretty well sums it up. That's pretty good. What's his name? Foff? Foff. How do you spell it? Foff Guy 2K. F-A-F Guy 2K. I have to follow him. Big, I'm, big I'm time up. Aggie fan. I'm up for humor. Hey, uh, he was one of those front row guys for a long time at USU. Have you seen this thing on Gary Patterson yet? I have. I'm not. It's not making. sense. I'm not sure what to make of it just yet. So well, it's not, not making sense to me. Some uh, a player claiming that was he, I don't really understand what's yeah, going on there because it, it wasn't written because, very well from no, the player's per point of view because he makes it sound like that he the player said a racial tone, a racial slur. Right. And, that and coach, then he admitted, then Coach Patterson from TCU called him out on it, and then the player said he admitted that he did do it, and then he's calling the coach out for using the term. Yeah, this is And just, for sharing a picture that this player used, showed on, on Instagram without asking his permission. It's weird. I don't, I looked at it, I didn't really understand what was going on with it. Sorry, that's I was just kind of reading it just to make sure I, I was trying to understand this, but it. So I, before I really comment too much, I thought I'd kind of wait to see where the dust settles on it because. Well, maybe some, just have someone who can write English write it out because yeah, this is not making any sense. Yeah, that's the challenge when you've got. And I mean that with respect, but this is horribly yeah, written. If you're trying to put something out, I don't there. Know, understand the follow the grammar because it makes a real big difference in who's saying. Yeah, what. the way he's phrasing it makes it seem like it's not on Gary that it's on the player for using the word. And then at the end, he calls out the coach. This is what we have to deal with. I don't understand. I don't understand what you have to deal with. Oh, if wait. he's calling you out for using that term, yeah, shouldn't you be doing that? <laughs> so <Hey. the> coach. <laughs> so we should all be applauding Coach Patterson, right? <sighs> Again, I, I mean, I, I guess had a way. Hey, two seven seven six texted in. Foff brought, I believe, to USU. Have some respect, AJ. Yeah. No kidding. I didn't know that he was the one that initiated it, but I know he was definitely involved with all that. He was the front row guys. He uh, helped come up with the uh, oh, now what do they call it? The, the, he came up with the, the, like the talking points Yeah. To, oh, to are those the newsletters or whatever? The opposing players. It's like the newspapers or the newsletters I've seen like, passed around during yeah, the, like the bowl game. sheet. Oh man, things those like things are brutal. I read one of those and I, I, I got through maybe the first paragraph and i said nope i can't be reading this this probably isn't great uh craig williams was another one craig williams i think that was his last name i gotta look he ended up going down to work for the bees oh there he is oh yeah craig williams yeah the pr guy yeah no way he was one of them yep shut the front door well i know with uh putting the the uh the, the paper together so everybody knew how to heckle the opposing team properly. Those were good times. Yeah. 
That's when uh, that's when you knew this, the Spectrum was going to sell it every sell out every single night. Yeah, right? that's when you bought a ticket to go watch the student section, and you just happened to enjoy a basketball game on the court. And you bought the ticket early, like you were there a week early to get your ticket because you weren't getting them yeah. two days before. But you knew the basketball team was going to win because they Stu was so dominant at home. But we're I mean we're we're back to that. You were getting there, yeah, yeah. We're absolutely. back to that. Huh. Anyways, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so I kind of put the circle around to the end of the discussion with the MLB. I am concerned, Eric. I'm actually really concerned with the amount of games that are being canceled that are going to be uh, that are going to be that will need made up at some point down the line with all the double headers. But again, if they can get this under control within the next two to three weeks, we should be all right. But I think we got to get it under control sooner than sooner that. than that. It's a shortened season. You don't have that much time. Yeah. What, Here's the timeline. Yeah, the game's being what? postponed. <clears throat> okay, really things started Sunday, July 26th. The Marlins knew that they, they scratched some players because they knew they weren't well. They decided to play anyway. They win the game, but then they postpone their flight home. So they know something's wrong, but they play anyway. So Monday, word gets out. So, Yankees at Phillies gets postponed. Orioles at Marlins gets postponed. Tuesday, July 28th, Yankees at Phillies, Orioles at Marlins. On the 29th, Yankees, uh, Phillies at Yankees, Orioles at Marlins. A uh, replacement game is created with the Yankees at the Orioles. On Thursday, July 30th, Yankee, uh, Phillies at Yankees, Orioles at Marlins. So, that, that series all got postponed. Uh, then we go to Friday. Now the Cardinals are starting to get involved. Cardinals at Brewers is postponed. Phillies at Blue Jays postponed. Nationals at the Marlins is postponed. Uh, Phillies at Blue Jays. Nationals at Marlins for the other weekend games. Cardinals at Brewers postponed again. This was on Saturday after more Cardinals uh, players test positive. And then today... Four-game series between the Cardinals and the Tigers, which was scheduled to be today, was postponed. 13 players for the Cardinals organization tested positive over the week. Now, Cardinals are going to stay in Milwaukee as they try to figure this out. They do have a, a game scheduled against the Cubs in St. Louis later this week. So it's a shortened season. I don't think they have a whole lot of time to try to figure out how no. to get it right. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I uh, they don't get for the sixty games. No, it's just there's no way this thing settles down and disappears out of nowhere, and that they're okay. I don't know. I think I'm going to disagree. I- I'm going to be the how optimist. Do you disagree with the fact that I mean we've had this many positive tests. As I love what Foss said. We're in the second inning. We've already given up eight runs. We have no outs. You're out of the game, buddy. You're not even in the game for the rest of the night. I mean. With the. <laughs> I, I think that what we're, we will see is that there will probably be teams that when you look at their record, when you look back on the record, there will be holes. There will be periods when they just couldn't play. And you just because of the time factor, there may not be games that get made up. But let's keep in mind, these are two clubs that are affected. There's still 30 other teams. So most everybody else is still doing okay. Yes, it's affecting their other team's schedules. Like the Tigers are just sitting there like, we didn't do anything wrong. Yankees, we didn't do anything wrong. We lost all these games. So it's going to affect some teams, but I think that Major League Baseball as a whole will be able to continue. You are I, way up to isolate. You, you isolate and suspend the like games. Conference fall football schedule too. Yeah, isolate and suspend the games that get mixed up, and you just maybe you miss out, and you just when it comes to the end, some teams may have played more games than the others, so you don't look at the total win loss. You just look at win percentage. When deciding who goes to the uh, postseason, no, it's just too much. It's asking too much in a time right now where we don't even have anything that's certain, and including the fact that we're not going to. I mean, 
that we don't even know if we'll finish a full baseball season. I love your optimism. I'm grateful for it. I love it. We need more of it. But not when we talk MLB baseball without a bubble. <laughs> All right. Love to hear your thoughts on it. Can Major League Baseball continue, or is it just a ticking time bomb that's, well, it's already starting to go off? Uh, can it be salvaged, or are we putting too much of these players, too many of these players at risk? Uh, we're also going to talk about some interesting things going on with college football. There was one interesting development today. There's another one at a more widespread in another conference. We'll update you on that as well. And don't forget, coming up next hour, conversation with Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops. Talk about the Utah Jazz. We'll also hear from Joe Ingles as the Jazz get ready for their third game in the bubble when they take on the L.A. Lakers later tonight. And you can hear that here on The Fan. We'll talk about all that coming up next on the Full Court Press. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. You would understand if you if you were passionate about certain things, people. Oh, I'm, I just, I'm passionate about certain people. Yeah, but greatness, okay, greatness. Oh my gosh, it's his birthday. Cow, I love you, man. Hope you're well. I need to message him on Twitter right now. Who, whose birthday is it? The goats. It is. Tom Brady. I'm going to write him a little note here. A little happy birthday, Thomas. Special happy birthday to my best friend, Thomas Brady. The tank engine. Let's catch lunch soon. Uh, Hey, in the NBA bubble, we're talking about the Orlando Magic, and they've been going crazy. How about TJ Warren for the Pacers? This guy has been going off. 34 points today. He had 30. Wait, he finished with 34 today? Yes. He had like five for the first six minutes. What's his, uh, what's his shooting numbers? Uh, you don't have it? For today? Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was 14 of 26. That's actually really good. <laughs> 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks. He's oh, been an animal. And it's not just in that game. i got to go back and find his other one. Because isn't Oladipo sitting out or is he playing? Uh, ooh. I, th- I, sw- I, thought I thought Oladipo he was, out. was sitting out. No, he is playing. He Oladipo is? Oladipo is playing, yeah. Dude, that's the thing. Like, if they TJ get- Warren on Saturday, 53 points. 20 for 29, 9 for 12 from beyond three. Four rebounds, three assists, two blocks. This guy's been an animal. That's nuts. That even possible? Good heck. You see, if they can get Warren going with Oladipo and take some pressure off of uh, VO, they're going to be really, really tough to beat in that playoff race in the Eastern Conference. If Vio can be consistent and add, and Warren can continue this trend upward, whew, good luck. Uh, Victor Oladipo. I don't see that he played today. Huh? Weird. I was gonna say there's he played I in game one. Go- okay. Maybe he was just sitting out for kicks and giggles then. Maybe. If they're doing a minutes restriction thing, they gotta quit that. Uh, four 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 six. Uh, text in. Why is it that the media is pushing for a canceled baseball season, but players just want to play? If the players don't want to play, they opt out. If they stay, they understand the risks. Let the players decide. Tom Brady is the go. Happy birthday. Thank you four 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 six. Uh, for the text. And for the birthday wish to my best friend. I'll let him know at dinner tonight. Uh, Eric, you know, he does got a good point. Uh, well, 
I guess he kind of does. He feels like the media is pushing for a canceled baseball well, season. I, I, you aren't, but I am. Well, I, I definitely see that there is a uh, dump on MLB crowd out there. Yeah. And I don't know what their motives are. I don't know if it's because of the, the lead-up to the season, uh, the, the way the Major League Baseball is handling its season right now. But there definitely is a contingent of, of people in the media that are very against what's going on with Major League Baseball. And they're doing what they can to basically shame them and shut them down. And I think that's, But when they're this irresponsible, shouldn't they be getting that kind of grief? Or are we just being too harsh? When you're being paid millions to go play the game, but well, you can't... Is Major League Baseball you, being irresponsible or some individual players being irresponsible? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So you're saying it's both? Yeah. I do because, like, Major League Baseball, how do you not have a protocol to follow? Hey, look, if these players are having this situation, uh, what do we do here? It just seems like it was mass chaos after that. It was mass chaos. And that's the problem is that there was no follow-up instruction, right? I mean, now we have a bunch of canceled baseball games that we have to make up at some point. Well, or there's no real enforcement if you break protocols. If you're not going to follow the protocols, doesn't matter. I guess the 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 punishment is if you get sick, if you get the disease, you're out for a while, at the quarantine. But do you implement additional protocols to make it more strict? Yeah, more punishment. Yeah, that's okay. You get suspended without pay. You have. The instructions of what to be doing if <laughs> to do they need a, coronavirus. Do they need their own little Why? snitch line, like major, the, the NBA has in Orlando? Do you know how many people would be telling on the Astros, <laughs> just without even just thinking about it, just calling in just a uh, that would be worse than the NBA. But what they need to be doing is suspending them without pay. You have instructions. There's protocols you should be following. If you're not following them, can't play, can't pay. Bottom line. You know, his other point about players opting out. Yeah. It was kind of a weird deal this past couple of days with uh, Jonas Espedes with the Mets. Holy crap. He was like AWOL. They could not contact him. He wouldn't contact the, the team. They were Eventually, they released something and saying, we're not, you know, there, there's no threat to his life. <laughs> we have a proof of life, basically. Dude, he but for a while there, it was like, did he like disappear, dude? And and that's the thing is like he was gone. And dude, the craziest part is when they went to go check his room, everything was gone, bags, everything. <laughs> he went out. He's like, you know what? F it. I ain't playing for the Mets. Are you kidding me? I could be at my ranch right now, hanging out. We're not gonna make the playoffs. What am I doing here? Yeah. Okay. He's got some issues. He is Antonio Brown. Of the MLB. Well, he didn't contact anybody to no, say he was going. He didn't call anybody? He just packed up and left. They Eventually, they released a statement saying he is okay. We're, we've made some contact. But basically, he's saying, you know what? Uh, I'm going to opt out. But he didn't tell anybody until they finally uh, got a hold of him. I mean, it's a week and a half into the regular season and now. And his agent's like, oh, yeah, sorry, he opted out. You you'll need to find, and so they find Billy Hamilton, who's on the on the waiver line, and a center fielder to replace him. That is just freaking crazy. You are bonkers, dude, and you need help. <laughs> I'm reading the end of the story about him going AWOL. <laughs> they say he's a two-time All Star. He returned to the lineup this season for the first time since July 20th, 2018. He missed most of the past two years with a series of leg problems getting surgery on both heels and then a broken ankle after a tumble at his Florida ranch from a reported run-in with a wild boar. Dude, okay. Antonio Brown. I'm telling oh, you it's Antonio goodness. Brown. Hey, 5338 text in. Uh, crappy birthday to crying Tom Brady, the NFL's biggest whiner. His six Bull rings say hello to you too. Uh, and then he says, speaking of football, and I love this, I'm absolutely jacked for the upcoming XFL which is now owned by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, who bought the XFL. No, he says the upcoming Rock FL. I'll read it too quickly. Rock FL. Okay. That's, Eric, I'm trying to translate for our wonderful listeners. Okay? 
Yeah, but that is kind of a cool development today. That is cool, man. XFL. Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, his business manager, who basically was his ex-wife. She's been really, really successful in business and been his personal manager for a lot of his business dealings. So wait, his ex-wife is his personal manager? Yeah. That's a lot of trust. It's, uh, and it's worked really well for the two of them. What the fetch? But this is what surprises me the most. Not just that Dwayne The Rock Johnson buys the XFL, but what he got it for. Yeah. <laughs> he good. bought a professional sports <laughs> franchise for less than most good starting quarterbacks get in this in a year in the NFL. He got it for fifteen million dollars. Isn't that awesome, Eric? These are the good news that we need. And do you know what? By the way, Rock, who is a former player at uh, Miami Hurricanes, yep. in college football, uh, this this will be good. He understands the sport. He understands the game. Uh, you can take it a little bit more seriously now. Uh, with, with Rock running this whole show, uh, just pray like crazy they don't go bankrupt or anything again. That's got to stop. Uh, they've they're in discussion with the other executive level people that were involved before. Uh, they plan on being very hands on themselves. Um, uh, Garcia, this is um, oh, what's her first name? Uh, Danny Garcia. This is his ex-wife, and but she's uh, his business manager. Um, she says, well, it's not 100% just turning the lights on. There's still a tremendous amount of infrastructure relationships. You can actually call people back, pull people back. We saw the work that they were doing for this year, and there was some excellent, excellent work. There is a team there. So they feel pretty confident. I mean, they get it from uh, McMahon, who started it, what was that? 2001. 20 years ago? Yeah. And it started with some fanfare, and then it fizzled, went dormant for forever, thought it was a gone thing. Then the Alliance for American Football decided they were going to do something in the NFL offseason. And so the XFL says, okay, yeah, we can do that too. Uh, But the Alliance for American Football collapsed before it got finished. And then uh, coronavirus hit just as uh, the XFL was kind of midway through their season, though they were having some mixed results themselves. But um, uh, I don't know. I mean, off-season, off-brand football has not really been successful. You go back as many years as you want, even from that time when Donald Trump himself was involved with uh, a a different form of of football back in the 80s. It just hasn't really worked in America. Are we to a point, though, that in the off-season – if we have a decent brand of football, that it would still be interesting. Still, the best talent is going to go to the NFL. But can you provide a product that gives guys a second chance, that makes it a little bit interesting, if it plays with the rules a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. I, I think, but if you can I buy guess, it. I think with a guy who, I mean, and, and you mentioned this, um, that they are uh, – that they're real well business managed wise. The Rock has his ex wife. That still blows my mind. Uh, but the fact that if they can manage it well, they're going to be fine. I think The Rock's smart enough to not run a football thing and not to screw it up in the first season. Well, and I think we'll take it more serious. Too. Th- this this team, the t- uh, Dwayne Johnson and uh, Danny Garcia, along with Redbird Capital Partners, they have a lot of experience with. With TV shows, with movies, uh, they've got they've had a lot of success. So um, I, I think it'll be interesting. And the fact that they got it for only fifteen million dollars, it's not. If it doesn't work out, it's not that big a deal for these people. Yeah, fifteen million dollars is a lot of money. I'd love to have, but when you're looking at the type of money these people play with, it's a pretty pretty cheap investment. I hope it works out. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. It's a good time. I mean, good time to buy. Buy low, sell high, right? I'm I'm still really cool with like the made up names on the jerseys. I mean, let's just get saucy here. He hate me or why he hate me or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> like I, we just need more of that. I let it go wild, under control, but yet somewhat wild. Speaking of names on jerseys, uh, I guess NBA players. You might start to see more of their traditional names on their jerseys starting uh, later this week. Really? No. 
Uh, they may still have an opportunity to put a social message on their jersey in another area, but they're... Uh, is this coming from the NBA then, or is this coming from the players themselves that they're like, you know, let's get back to playing basketball? Uh, good question. I thought it was from the NBA. By the way, speaking of the NBA, we will do a, a little bit more detail next hour, but a game that we're keeping a very close eye on right now, Nuggets, Thunder. Oh, yeah, that's a good one right now. Tied at 109 at the end of regulation. They're going to overtime. This has big implications with 3, 4, 5, and 6 <laughs> in the standings. Jazz really need to win tonight, dude. They really need to win tonight. Uh, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? They just got their butts handed to by Oklahoma City. It was like in sixth place. They're not going to beat the Lakers. So What are you talking about? You said they were going to beat the Thunder. So what do you know? Not much. I, you love how but I, I think out there that and put you out there, but I lost pick six. <laughs> but I think that they. it makes a little more sense if they uh, they shoot for that three or six, or three six matchup rather than being in the four five. So I'm totally okay if the Jazz fall to sixth. Home court means zero. Zero. So it's all about matchups and what happens next in the next round. So I don't think it's that big a deal. You say that, but when we're back in like eighth place playing the Lakers in the first round, <laughs> they're not going to be drop, like we're screwed. They won't drop that far. You say that, but who the fest knows what's going to happen? Because the the uh yeah the I mean the Mavericks aren't I guess that far away who currently have the seventh spot but they're not exactly helping themselves to move up either but right now Jazz are currently in fifth Rockets have the tiebreaker over the Jazz to put them in fourth Oklahoma City is a half game behind Utah right now but after this game is done Denver could slip if Oklahoma City wins. And Oklahoma City could move ahead of the Jazz, and they could drop to sixth. We'll get into more NBA stuff uh, next hour. Uh, coming up next, though, here on the Full Court Press, there's some there is some interesting stuff going on with college football. Uh, the players in the Pac-12 making demands, the bowl system, how it might be uh, messed up, and are we any closer to the Big 12 making a decision on how they will play out their fall? 2020 football season. We'll Can't discuss wait for that. BYU to go win the Big 12 championship. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Monday. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com. Coming up next hour at about 5.30, a conversation with Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops. will join us to talk Utah Jazz and the NBA. Uh, an award handed out today by the coaches, for the coaches. A pair of coaches were the winners. We'll discuss that and uh, everything else that's uh, going on in the NBA coming up next hour. Uh, before we get into that, though, some college football news. Maybe you saw this over the weekend. A group of Pac-12 football players put a letter together threatening to uh, basically boycott fall camp and even games unless certain safety precautions are implemented for coronavirus. Uh, they also wanted to discuss uh, economic issues, uh, getting compensated for name, image, and likeness, uh, social issues that they felt important about. Ajay, are we, is this the first step perhaps in creating a, a player union for college football? Yeah, if they get what they want. If they get the demands, even in the smallest sense of it, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're going to see, Eric, other Power 5 conferences start to ask for those same things. Maybe even up the ante just a little bit. You look at what the SEC does in football, Big 12, Big 10. You see what the ACC does in basketball, Pac-12. You 
realize your value of what you do on the field or court. And if you can get rewarded for that value outside of winning a trophy, outside of getting free gear, outside of getting a scholarship, if you can be rewarded in more ways than one, or at least in, in outside the NCAA lines, you take advantage of that. And you go get it. And do and you know what? The smart thing, as weird as it sounds, the smart thing is what the Pac-12 did is that they didn't like go skimpy on the demands. I mean, they listed them big time. The bad news on the way it's going so far is that Washington State has already released like three players saying that they will not be on the team this year because they retweeted out uh, the, um, what was it? The, the uh, hashtag we are united. Yes, thank you. The letter. There, uh, there's some things that I agree with, some that I think, ugh, I don't know, not sure. Um, but one is that they want to eliminate lavish salaries and facility expenditures. Uh, when you look at the, the salaries of college coaches, football and men's basketball, it is crazy, crazy. How much money is going to those individuals? Just a handful. You look across the country, and the highest paid state employee is often a coach. Now, a lot of those schools will say, it's worth it. We wouldn't pay them that that kind of money if we didn't think it was worth it. But uh, it is out of control. Um, If there's one thing that I... Hope is that it's good that comes out of this coronavirus thing is that people reset their expectations and understanding of what's of value and what really isn't. Uh, it's become a, an arms race with college athletics. Uh, who can build the f- best facilities? Who can make the most lavish uh, locker rooms? who can pay their coaches the most. And all that changes, but the players, nothing changes really for them. I, and I, I think that there absolutely should be some added measure of, uh, of safety and protection given to these players to prevent against COVID. Um, Kevin Metzenheimer tweeted something out earlier today. He said, look, think about this. If, if we got a quarterback test positive, that all the quarterbacks would have to sit out because they're in the they they huddle together, they have meetings together, they're always together. So if one gets sick or tests positive, all of them all have to sit out. Sick. What do you do if you're a football program and you don't have a quarterback? Yeah, that's actually what I was just going to ask you that. What if they run out of quarterbacks? Now I don't want that to happen. That's something I'm I'm, I'm praying it doesn't happen. But the possibility, I mean, come on, we got baseball players testing positive everywhere. It makes you think that guys out there in sweat with football pads on aren't going to. By the way, they start practice. Well, I guess BYU starts tomorrow. I don't know when Utah State starts. They I don't know if they announced it. it. They haven't announced it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting demands. I think some are... Doable. I think some are. Uh, I don't know if you. I mean, I know you're looking for. Well, they want an equitable share of now, the revenue. Now, I mean, what I do agree with is that college. Larry Scott's re- what his freaking salary needs to be reduced by more than half. Because that guy sucks at being a commissioner. It's all about himself. Never about the conference. Well, isn't that a Pac-12 school presidents? Isn't that their responsibility to try to? Figure that out. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's kind of want. I want to know what kind of conversations have gone on, because there's no way they're okay with the way he spends the money and the way he showboats himself as the Pac-12 and finds like really really expensive office space to rent. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and then hires guys who have never run an instant replay to run an instant replay in a big game. Yeah, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Is is the Pac-12? <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any sense to me. You know what else is a joke? Stupid game we play every freaking week. Oh, that's right. It's the return of the pick six. 
You know what? We haven't done this for a couple of months. Is when you do that. (laughs) I found out your little play. You found my my tell. Yes. Last time we did one of these was in March. Oh man! I was updating the form. It's like this was last updated in like March sixth. Oh, it's been a long time. Mount West Conference tournament. Yeah. (laughs) Oh jeez. Okay, here we go. James Harden free throw attempts versus Milwaukee. You set the line at twelve and a half. Yep. He actually got 13. I took the over. You took the under. So close. A lot of these were really, really, really close. Like the next one. Okay, that doesn't make me feel any better. Donovan Mitchell assists versus Oklahoma City. Set the line at four and a half. He got four. I went under. I got it right. You went over. Should have shot more. LeBron James assists versus Toronto. Set the line at nine and a half. He only had five. I took the under, you took the over. He so, should have shot more, too. New coronavirus cases in Major League Baseball so by Monday. Bad. We set the line at one and a half. We both took the over, which was good, because it was four. Uh, Kawhi Leonard points versus the Pelicans. The line was at 18 and a half. We both took the over on that one as well. Uh, he scored 24. Hmm. So you've got two right at this point. I have five. I'm perfect. Five and oh. Five for five. Uh, and then the last one... Real Monarchs, SLC, or Colorado Springs switchbacks in the United Soccer League. Monarchs 2, Colorado Springs 1. I took the Monarchs. I was a perfect 6 for 6. I like this game. It's good to have it back. I miss the old pick 6. So what are you going to get me? You gonna be something fun? Something actually, nice? I, I actually do have something for you. Something delicious? Uh, I wouldn't say it's delicious. An I mean, experience? Because when I give you food, you freaking put it in your drawer and leave it there for five months, <laughs> and then let me eat it when it's stale. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. What started as a trickle of sports earlier in the summer became a waterfall this weekend. We had a full slate of baseball, basketball, and hockey. I hope everyone's TV remote muscles were okay. They probably haven't had that much use in months. You might miss having fans in the stands and real crowd noise, but it is real sports, not classic games where you know the outcome. Or even worse, video game recreations. We get to see the real LeBron James trying to lead the Lakers to a title. That's the real Aaron Judge hitting home runs for the Yankees. Connor McDavid scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. There's no substitute. No matter where they're playing or who's watching, maybe absence makes the heart grow fonder. Sports seems as fun as it's ever been despite the restrictions. I know there are a lot of legitimate issues. Health and public safety issues are still paramount. But let's all hope we can keep this going and enjoy even bigger, better games as the year goes on. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.